I never listened to the Order 66 podcast. Ever. Hey, this is Twilight Goodness, and contrary to popular belief, I do listen to the Order 66 podcast, but uh, it's usually only when I'm on it, and, uh, well, more recently, to see if GM Chris would tell us when we're going to play our alternate universe campaign. No pressure, hon. I mean, you got a baby on the way, you're moving, you had to write two campaigns for ReaperCon in the past week. Um, you're not really that busy, so... Uh, I expect this should be done pretty soon, right? Alrighty. Hey guys, it's GM Brev, and I was just calling to say that I actually do listen to the Order 66 podcast, mostly because uh, I'm waiting for GM Chris to start up the Alt-U campaign again. So, yeah, frankly, I've got nothing else to do, so I might as well listen to the podcast. Love you guys. Uh, this is GM Dave, and it's very hard for me to say that I don't listen to my own show. So I actually do listen to the Order 66 podcast. However, what I don't do any longer is uh, play Star Wars Saga Edition, and I don't think I will until GM Chris gets off his ass and runs some alternate universe. Baby R. Hey, this is uh, GM Tenney, you know, co-host of Benny's Mayhem, and um, I have to admit, I do listen to the Order 66 podcast, but that's only because I'm waiting for GM Chris to run another session of the All Team campaign, so I can actually play the game. Anyway, love the show. The BBC would like to announce that the next scene is not considered suitable for family viewing. D20 Radio, your gamers roll. Execute Order 66. This episode of the Order 66 podcast brought to you in part by our sponsors, GoDaddy.com and by... Welcome back, Gamer Nation, to episode number 105, 106. Somewhere in there, yeah. 10-something of the Order 66 podcast. My name is GM Dave. I'll be one of your hosts this evening, and we are live from Reaper Miniatures live! in Denton, Texas. Live! Reaper Mini! What's up? Is that Reaper Mini? Woo! Yes. Yeah. There's actually not too many people left here. The con's kind of over. The, yeah. <laughs> kind of ended about half an hour ago. Yeah. How long? About half an hour ago. Thank you, Reaper Brian. That's 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 honest. That's that's Reaper Brian you see on TV there, and uh, the Hob uh, is uh, somewhere off camera, but he, you know, yes. of course, Over here, Hob. of of fame and fortune of City of Doors podcast from the D Twenty Radio Network. Hello, Hob. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello. What's up, guys? We're gonna yes. have them on the show a little bit later. Yes, we're gonna talk about uh, happiness Con. and Reaper and Con, and preferably how they're both intertwined. But as long as you get to sing again like you did earlier. 
I'm not, I'm not sure if I'll have to sing or not. Okay. It, it would be appreciated, though. Fair enough. But we have another guest <coughs> joining us tonight. Ah, yes, we do. Um, uh, infamous GM Chance, uh, who has actually graced our presence before. Greetings, Gamer Nation. Infamous? Uh, Are you going to stand for infamous? Uh, <laughs> my reputation precedes me. GM Chance, a.k.a. Chris Bradshaw, but there's too many damn Chris's on this network, so... Uh, uh, GM Chance it is. What's up, Home Skillet? It's good to have you in town. Man, it's it's great to be back from the desert wastelands. Yes. Tatooine is not pretty this time of year. Actually, it's not pretty any time of year. No, it's really not, especially when there are terrorists there. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lobbing <laughs> wonderful thermal detonators at us at uh, random intervals. Yes. Not fun. Not and fun. I, I have to apologize now for those of you uh, watching this on a recorded Ustream, I uh, blew up and I didn't record the first five minutes, so you don't get to listen to the beautiful banter and repartee at the very beginning. Aww. I suck. Yeah, you do, but we're past that. Yeah, we are past that. So, um, why don't we get uh, straight to the news? Accessing. Ah, good. New acquisitions. Greetings, Gamer Nation. My designation is KCK Sim, and this is your Hollow News Net update. Uh, and officially here at ReaperCon, it's kind of the news. Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, not kidding, Gamer Nation. We this is this is the live podcast. We have absolutely no show notes prepared. We are simply going to revel in our experiences this weekend, indeed, and talk about Saga. Yeah, so, you know, from that standpoint, there is no news. Not really. You know, aside from, you know, if you want to go, like, look at the stock market being down and the flash crash looking into. and That has nothing to know. do with what we talk about there. No, not usually. Um, you know, and uh, Billy D. Williams got together with uh, Harrison Ford for the 30th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back a couple days ago, so that is something. That is something. That is pretty huge, actually. Hey, um, the Colt 45. <laughs> Bill D. Williams. He wasn't the only one to be there either. What Peter Mayhew actually from wrote rumors throwing out now is that he's talked Harrison Ford into being at Celebration Five. Really? Wow. Now that's that's completely unofficial and scuttlebutt, but we'll see what happens. Well, let's get okay, dude. Now I know you're going to Seb Five. Okay. Um, oh, how did he manage that? VIP pass. He had to kill someone, didn't you? Uh, several, actually. Damn. The bodies are well, Florida Everglades. Need I say more? But they're all buried in the desert. Actually, I was in Kuwait at the time. Yes, <laughs> good point. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay, so okay, so you made you like gave me a giant man Woody earlier when you were telling me about the things you're going to be doing at Seb Five. Talk to us about some of the crazy things you've gotten tickets to go do. That is like going to be the last time it's going to be done, or the possibly the only time. Well, George Lucas has announced he is going to be there. This is only the second celebration or convention of that type that he's been to ever. Uh, the, yeah, ever. The first one being Celebration Three many a year ago. So he's announced he's going to be there. Uh, again, Scuttlebutt, Harrison Ford may be there. We'll see what happens. The uh, Disney's jumping on the bandwagon. Of course, Celebration 5 is going to be in Orlando this year. Uh, they won out in the great convention hunt uh, mm. that uh, Steve Sansweet was on. Uh, so you've got Star Tours with their ending of the last tour on Indoor. So, so Disney is going to have uh, anybody that chooses to pay a wonderful fee can go out after the park is closed. They're going to have a special running of the, the, the theme ride. 
uh, you know, last tour to indoor. Yeah. Uh, the scuttlebutt on that is there are going to be actors and, and actresses from the movies on each of the rides. So you'll be riding it not alone, but maybe even with George Lucas himself. Dude. <laughs> what if you got sick? <laughs> Don't aim for him. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, wow. I mean, you know, that would you talk about infamous. <laughs> One would be quite infamous. Yes. Yeah, hey, I would say that so. that guy? That, yeah. I've, I've, I think I've seen that guy. I don't Can know you where. you a YouTube video for that? <laughs> <laughs> You've got Pee Wee Herman's voice, George Lucas, and flying lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait a minute. Are uh, we talking Pee Wee Herman 4 or Star Tours? Star Tours. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. So after Star Tours, after you ride the ride, though, they're going to have a full symphonic or- orchestra and a little bit more scuttlebutt. And I may be throwing a lot of this. I'm hearing from hear- hearsay to hearsay. But you do have a lot of connections in this industry. Yes. It, it's possible. And Disney could pull it off. George or John Williams, the man. No conducting. way. That can't Anybody be. could do it. Disney could. Oh. That would be something else. It would be amazing. They're, they're, they will, they'll definitely need to clean the floors when they're done. That's disgusting. That is terrible. What? Popcorn and drinks? You guys, really. <sighs> oh, I thought you were talking about uh, mm-hmm. spooge. Okay. Well, fine. Thanks. <sighs> well, all right. I guess we have this. The white lotion. Yes. This is a Holonet News Update. I'm Luke Lowbrow. In an effort to diminish the negative Mandalorian stereotype of being a planet that only produces cold-blooded bounty hunters, today the Duchess of Mandalore issued a press release touting the other goods and services the planet offers. The Duchess specifically promoted the high-quality certified public accountants from Mandalore. Mandalorian accountants are well known for doing nearly anything for the right price to protect their clients' finances. The best Mandalorian CPAs usually work alone, are well-armed, and have powerful accounting software systems, making them dangerous to imperial tax collectors. In related news, a new Holovision reality show airs tonight called Celebrity Bounty Hunting. The new season kicks off with Boba Fett tracking down and killing the annoying celebrity couple, John and Kate. Next week, IG-88 will interrupt a taping of Dancing with the Stars and be paid a cash prize for each contestant that is eliminated. In other news... Coruscant has passed an ordinance banning texting while flying in an effort to decrease speeder skyscraper collisions. Emperor Palpatine commented on the new law via email from his new Blumfruit B-Pad 3G, which read, OMG, WTF, GDG Nuke Alderan, ASAP, C, Y, L, 8, R. This has been a Holonet News Network update. I'm Luke Lowbrow. All right, Um, that may have been the best Luke Lowbrow yet. That was up there. Yeah. Um, That (laughs) was up there really hardcore. Wow. (laughs) Oh, um, very interesting. Yes, indeed. Well, I got a kick out of that one. All right, we have exactly one question that came in on email since we don't have access to the forums over here. Docking bay hosers. When it don't be making sense, we be making sense of it. Okay. 
We have a question that came in from a gentleman named Travis. He uh, claims that he lives in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Wait a minute. I was just there. Go figure. Interesting. Yes. Okay, so Trav, as he calls himself, asks this question. First of all, I apologize if this has already been asked or covered. Of course, it has not been. Otherwise, we wouldn't be reading it. I just started jamming Star Wars Saga Edition and started listening. I'm on episode three. <laughs> We're sorry for that. Yes, we are. It gets better, we promise. Much better. Just keep listening. Okay, we w- seriously, we won in any, okay? Yeah, we did. Just keep listening. Yeah, yeah, we promise. My group is curious what your opinion is on, instead of using the Force Power Suite to develop an alternative such as Force Power Pool and assign points to the Force Powers. So when a Jedi uses a power, subtract it from the pool. I don't know if you're familiar with Rifts, but using something mm. similar to Psionics in Rifts. Yes, this is what I thought of too, and um, I, I will actually, I chimed in on this uh, very quickly and said basically that I thought this you know, made what I thought was a Jedi was almost a little bit overbalanced anyway, even more crazy good. So basically, allowing a Jedi to, to, to pull out any force power at any time based on some point system, instead well, of his life experience and the fact that they have a specific suite of powers to use. and well, who, okay, who, So that's the thing. Can he access every power with this? I that's mean, what it sounds like. I mean, and can he then pull multiple times? Who, who decides what power is worth how many points? Who, is Force Lightning worth eight points and Mind Trick worth four and Surge worth one? How, who decides that? How is it balanced? How you is know, it fair? Surge is like four unless you roll a natural 20, dude, you know, brah. What, I mean, what about powers that have multiple effects based on you use the force check and effects that increase? Do all those cost more points? Will they cost the same points? Well, See, you know, you're bringing up way too many questions here. I don't think that's the, that's my point. A lot of work for the GM at that point. Yeah, to precisely. Have to go, oh, wait, see. oh, you're doing that with this. Okay. So oh, that's be three see. Points. So what you're saying is that this goes against Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Plus, I don't like it. I don't know. I think as players just want to like, you know, steal the boat and go out on the lake. Pretty much. What do you think? I, I, I don't what, know. What, what, what do you think, GM Chance? Well, as uh, I was thinking about it, the ability to just turn around and do the same thing over and over and over again, there's no, no limitations now other than how many points I have total. So yeah. I can move object this box, then that box, then this box. Uh, I can force lightning you. Her, her, her. Yeah. Yes. Done. I, I agree. Heavily overpowered. Heavily. Big time. Much so. like psionics. I went. Did I? Did I go there? You, you did. There. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. Unbelievable. I'm just. I'm just saying. I. You know. I don't. I don't know. I just. I just wonder if the chat room has anything to say about this. And I wish I could read the chat room. The laptop yeah, I is wish, like I, is like eight feet away, so the camera can get all of us at here at the. At I the know con. it's way far away. I have to like lean in just to see what that is. And anyway, they. You know what? They're not even talking. Cat like. Came in the chat room and then hey, left. Cat, you were supposed to be here today. She like put up on her Facebook that there's like a huge story that she needs to like tell us, and the fact that she went to she went to bed or, and and she was feeling great, and then all of a sudden two hours later she was wide awake and there was a story there, but she wasn't going to come to Reaper. You know, we we might be me and my friend Rob may be responsible for that. We uh, drove her nuts with a pair of Wookie brothers, and. I would say distracted from the module. We, I, I felt we added to it. But oh, really? at a drop of a hat, we were wrestling, um, yeah. scaring small children, Jawas. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. That's, that's not yeah, that's no that's, good that's at all. That's terrible. It's bad. There's no way. That's bad. So, you know, 
It is what it is, right? It is what it is? Yeah. So you do what you can do, and then you do more. So anyway, I hope that answered the question, sort of. And you know, Yeah. What were we talking about? I forgot. Well, thank you for the question, Trav. Yeah, we appreciate it. And, okay, I think I remember exactly what we were going to do, and it goes, well, I guess something like this. Yes, that can mean one thing and one thing only, that it's time for the meat of the show. And we have brought on another guest. We have uh, Jason Hoffer, the Hov, a co-host of the City of Doors podcast. Um, What's up, homie? I'm glad to be here. Oh, yeah? In fact, uh, I only do the City of Doors in hopes of parlaying it into a guest spot here on the Order 66. Oh, that we have we have six seventeen other shows on the network now, and they all hope to be on the Order sixty six one day. I don't think that's the case. What I oh. just think I just think Hoff's sucking up. Oh, all right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Did y'all hear we're going to add a Pathfinder podcast to the really? network? Yep. Who's yep. going to be running that one? Uh, it's a uh, oh I forgot his name now, um, and he'll kill me for not remembering his name. Program director. Program uh, director. Uh, Dave. Uh, yeah, I know it's terrible. It's like, um, I, his name is Robert, and I think yes, Robert. And uh, there are two other guys on a show. One of them's like a sound engineer dude. Cool. Yeah, and so he's got the technical end covered and all that. And uh, you know, so they've been they've been up on the Paizo boards here a little bit here and there, and and uh, have had a pretty good response. And so they're gonna they're gonna make it happen. I'm excited. They can look forward to an email from my sidekick trying to get on there to talk about uh, the Reaper line of Pathfinder Minis. That's right, because oh. Re- Reaper, Reaper got the license for Pathfinder Minis, man. That's right, I remember they, they announced that at Gen Con last year. That was a big deal. I remember seeing uh, Gus, the, the owner of Reaper, at, at, or the, not owner of Reaper, worker. the worker at Reaper, I'm saying. Um, and I congratulated him on it. That was awesome. See, um, and they're gorgeous minis. But then again, Pathfinder's got gorgeous art, so it's not surprising. It's really not hard at all. So very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So I can see a, a joint uh, Pathfinder City of Doors uh, episode coming to your local podcast. We, we promised a Pathfinder segment five episodes ago and have yet to get around to producing it. So, yeah. Well, we'll have a whole podcast started there up by then. You know, just like Wizards. You know, Rodney promised a podcast to us, and we did 50 episodes before he got his first one in. So, <laughs> I mean... He just couldn't compete with the quality you guys were putting out. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. We're wow. never going to have a guest on our show, so we can say whatever we want to, really. Oh, wow. See? See, and that's, that's, that's impressive. That's the hob right there. That's the, okay, so, okay, so talk, All right, so we're talking about Reaper talk about, Con. Talk about the Con, man. Seriously. Dude, how long, how long have you been coming here? Uh, I have been to every one. I have been to all seven. Cool. So, I mean, this, yeah, so this is the seventh year. This con this started in 03, correct? Yes. Um, it's, it's really, it's for the fans. Yeah. Uh, it's not a money-making venture. It's not really a marketing venture. It's really just a way to give back. And as a, a longtime Reaper fan, uh, I, I owe a lot to this place. I met my wife here. Yeah. Documentary girl. Wow. Uh, yeah. My my best friend works here, and they sponsor our show. So I uh, they've already given me a lot, but now they give me you know a great weekend every year. So. Yes. And hopefully a lot more. And you get the opportunity to get like cool shirts. 
Yes. Cool. T-shirts. The swag is awesome. Yeah. Sophie on a motorcycle. Can't, so, can't ask for anything more? You can't ask for anything more no, better, than, better than, than Sophie the Succubus on a motorcycle. I'm telling you, Sophie looks pretty hot right there. She does. I'm telling you. And the two minis that came in my uh, swag bag. Oh. Um, I, can't, I cannot wait to have them painted. And they're, in, they're already in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. No problem. That. Oh, gosh. Hey. So, you know, I do what I can do, <sighs> you know? Okay, so last year, I know that um, the Order 66 crew came out, and we, you know, I mean, I, I GM'd a couple Star Wars games, um, but they were very, very much on the fly. Um, there hadn't really been any organized RPG play, specifically, um, in the first early years of, of Reaper. Kind. That's true. Uh, but this year, I mean, Reaper, I mean, local, in- incredible gaming business, you know, they, they work with D20 Radio, they put a, a huge advertisement for D20 Radio in the program. Yes. For, for the con. And helped work with us to schedule schedule RPG sessions, set games and stuff, and give you know, people can register for and pre-reg for and all that. And I know they were they were a big success, so I would I would be shocked if they didn't come back next year with even more. It's exciting. Um, I'm I'm just I'm I'm kinda of blown away and I, I think uh, all the sessions went incredibly well. But I want to get to talking to you guys about Obviously, um, they're they're not here now. They they actually recorded their podcast live last night. Uh, Radio Free Hamlet. Who? Yep. Oh yeah, yes. those guys. Radio Free Hamlet was here. Who? Uh, Who? Uh, Radio Free Hamlet was here uh, doing their live podcast, and also running a whole bunch of Fourth Edition D and D. And they were specializing with this hour long delve, right? Ah, uh, yes. And uh, okay, so t- talk to me about this. The, w- w- the genesis of this was Tim was was they they had the unbeatable dragon, the the unbeatable red dragon. On in a, in a, in the Ewok City because you're up on a platform, surround, you know, tree platform elf area, right? And you you get four to six characters. They had pregens. Mm-hmm. They made the one mistake of letting us create our own. <laughs> we we had an individual who's asked to to remain nameless. Uh, some know, know him as Froby, but uh, he uh, his genius went down into some cheese and it it stunk of all high heaven. It was it was pretty, it was pretty stinky. <laughs> Uh, as soon as he, he was, the challenge was laid bare, thanks to you, he was up till, I think, 3 in the morning? Yeah, just about. And, just about. So, and, and basically, and the concern here was, a while ago on, on RFH, Tim made a real big point of talking about how the solo mechanics for 4th edition, solo monsters, just they weren't working. He didn't like them. He didn't think they were right. They didn't provide enough of a challenge. But he had a way to fix it. And making solo monsters tougher. And oh, he fixed it. Okay. <laughs> he made them tougher. He, how many? He how many times? How many? How many people did they kill before you finally killed the red dragon? How many? How many I, sessions? I, I believe the final score yeah. was uh, one dragon was killed for forty-four PCs. For forty-four nice. PCs. Okay. Out of, out of eighty-eight that actually went against it, half of the players that went against it did not make it home. Yeah. That's their families weep at this time. We should mourn for them. <laughs> the Widowmaker. Yes. <laughs> so basically. Uh, on Thursday, Reaper Brian basically uh, went up and said, "Okay, let's do this. I got six hundred Reaper bucks, and we'll get into Reaper bucks later. There, I got twenty sort of, bucks. They're sort of the currency here at the con to buy very cool swag." He says, "I have re- six hundred Reaper bucks. I'm going to throw down on this dragon as a bounty every hour, every hour that it is not killed." <laughs> yep. So basically, that night it was up to like twenty four hundred Reaper bucks. And at the end of that, at the end of Friday night, and I told you guys about it, and yep. and and, uh, and Froby basically said, uh, <laughs> "I could do this. Get yeah. me, get me on DDI right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got this in the bag." He was very, very confident. In fact, Chris, GM Chris, was a little just like 
shocked, I think, or or. I was, like, I was like, dude, he did. I was like, dude, he's killed like twenty-two PCs with this. You realize? So I mean, you, I mean, because no, I got it. I'll take it out. I was like, what well, is it? Pre-gen? No, he lets use our own. He's as long as they're fourth level and LFR legal. And it's like, oh, okay. He's like, I, I got, I got this. It, it was fun to follow Hamlet's Twitter feed uh, as he posted the stats of how many PCs had died and how many of them were eaten specifically. Wow. <laughs> let me let me try and see if I can get the final tally. On how many oh. got digested. Nice. Well, while, while you're pulling that up, so basically he developed this PC, a couple PCs that were just designed to. He designed a six party, a six player party to wipe out the dragon. Wipe it out, and, and wipe it out. It did. It, well, actually, the six players did not. One of the details we found out as we sat down at the table were, was that as if it's five players, it's a level five dragon. Four players, he drops it down to level four. Six players brings it up to level six. Ah. So as a six player party we were actually at a disadvantage because it was even worse right and uh we failed the first time going at it wow two of the players left four of us decided to try again and we were able to take him down (laughs) i have the tally here it was the dragon was killed once 46 pcs were killed 28 of those 46 were eaten (laughs) so it was full yes more more or less it was full that's nice. so fully went home. A minotaur replaced him today. Replaced yeah, him the minotaur did right. replace him today. That's absolutely that's absolutely right. But but anyway, by the time so after you died that first hour, the bounty went up to three grand. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you killed it, and you and the the party got a three thousand dollar Reaper Buck bounty. Yeah, uh, which was awesome, extremely awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about Reaper Bucks. Well, Reaper Bucks are uh, they're. Sort of a swag points <laughs> reward here right. at the con. Uh, you can earn them participating in a wide variety of events, from uh, the role-playing games yes. to the uh, class, painting classes to the dungeon crawls and tournaments. They're, all they're so cool. that I know just, just from the RPG side, which is obviously the only side I was mm-hmm. working with, I mean, we were giving out 10 Reaper Bucks per hour of the event, so 40 Reaper Bucks for a standard RPG game that I was running. And then I was given a stack. And just told if something really awesome happens in the game, or if they role play amazingly well, throw these at them. Uh, and my, I'm just yeah. my wife, documentary girl on the forum. Yeah. She, she played in both of your games. Yeah, and she came home so happy with her Reaper bucks, which she, she then <laughs> turned around and used to buy a mug. It's a nice mug. We got oh, a mug man. out of it. But uh, she she had a blast. Uh, she loved playing the Wookiee in the uh, Secret of the Krillin Kite Hawk. Ah, yes. yeah, I, I, I saw somebody she, else do that. I played a uh, jet, or she played a Jedi in the next module. Yeah, yeah she did. Yeah, yeah. she uh, she loved playing the Wookiee as having a crush on Mon Mothma, which uh, hot <laughs> Wookiee love. You gotta love that, that. That was very funny. And then when they're trying to sneak into into Rudy the Hutt's club and act like they belong, they go to a tailor shop. Okay, you got. They decide they want to appeal to the Hutt's sense of taste, so they found a fishmonger. Um, they go to a tailor shop. And like the Wookiee's like, can I get like a bow tie and maybe a cummerbund? <laughs> and, and, and the tailor's like, you know, this, this toy. And I, I, my, I determined the NPC you met was going to be a Toydarian. So the tailor's a Toydarian. He's like, you know, yes, I give you a good outfit. You know, and he's, like, he's like, you want a special bow tie? You pull the string and it spins. <laughs> And so then she proceeds to take pictures of herself wearing the cummerbund and bow tie just to send them to Mon Mothma. <laughs> I love my wife. 
<laughs> it was but, very, uh, very funny. Wow. But what you can do with the Reaper books is uh, <laughs> you get back to that. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> you, for thank you for that. Yes. At the end of the final day, there is an auction of various uh, out-of-print items, uh, unique items for ReaperCon. Previously worn T-shirts. Previously worn T-shirts. Nice. Yes. I was shocked, and then I was like, whoa, why are they auctioning previously worn T-shirts? Because they're really rare. Oh. I've got previously worn T-shirts that are rare. Yeah, you've worn them. Uh, okay. My, my, my favorite item that was up for bid in the auction was uh, design your own mini. Yes. Yeah, that's, that was one that uh, I knew I had nowhere near the bucks to even get in on the first bid. And basically what that is. It is, it, it is uh, something Reaper's done in the past is they've had design your own mini contests. In this case, it was you just got to design your own mini uh you come up with the concept the art and they turn it over to one of their sculptors and it goes into production uh, in chronoscope or warlord or dark heaven one of any one of their lines and uh it went for infinite reaper bucks okay there, now, there, now there was somebody who had that's a, a story in and of no. itself okay so as, so we were cracking up we were watching the auction and of all the things they had they, they show all the auction items they have a little bitty reaper buck card that looks like all the other Reaper Buck cards, except where the number symbol is, it's got an infinity symbol. And it's like, what's that? It's infinite Reaper Bucks. What's it up here? We're auctioning it off. You're usable au- for one item only. Usable for one item only. And usable only at this con. Yeah. Wow. It so was the first item they, they put up for bid. It was the first item they put up for bid. Uh, my understanding is it went for... I missed the beginning of the auction, but I, I was told that I think it went for 5000 Yes. 5000 Yeah. Nobody could touch it. Or yeah. nobody was willing to touch it at that yeah. point. But... It's like, and guess what? You're getting what you want. And they, and that person will design their own miniature that will go into production. Yeah, so that's that's, that's something special. That's awesome. Uh, and you can't buy Reaper bucks. No, all you can do is come here and partici- earn them and earn them and yes. participate yeah. in as many events as oh, you can. Although they they have there's uh, a lot of horse trading that goes yeah, on. They, they have that. a little swag point that's on the top of Reaper uh, miniature packages. That's right. They can be traded in for Reaper bucks, but only at the con. So you still have to come here. Yeah, that's very true. But, um, dude, yeah. And so, dude, you walked away with something I thought you got it for a steal. Oh, amazing steal. Oh, is that? Go, yeah, you had it up, you had it up here earlier. So you look at Bradshaw walking yeah. over there because we have wireless technology. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, wireless technology right here. Look at that. Gamer Nation. It's live in the chat room. ReaperCon 7 poster. Fully framed and glassed. And how much did that set you back? Reaper Hot girl on Only the motorcycle. 500 Reaper bucks. Yeah. And how many did you st- walk into the auction with? Well, being that I was the one getting the killing blow on said unkillable dragon, we got 3,000 Reaper Bucks. Yeah. Plus all the events that I was in. I walked in with there with 3,700 Reaper Bucks. Yeah. Due to, partly, TJ. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, other people kind of donated in, but, but the bulk of it was from the dragon slaying. And I was expecting to not even be able to touch that. We, uh, we walked out, as I said, with a mug. Uh, we got our beer bucks from a combination of your game mm-hmm. and um, some I was given in exchange for admitting that Reaper Brian is better than me to his fan club. Oh, wow. Reaper Brian has quite the fan club. Yeah, they have t-shirts. It's, it, is, I'm not lying. He is going to be insufferable to live with for at least three more weeks. Wow. Isn't there a game here? He gets his ego stroked. Which wow. There's a game about Brian here. Yeah, Kill yes. Brian. Kill Reaper Brian yep. based off of uh, Kill Dr. Lucky. Although the fangirls insist that it was a typo and those L's are supposed to be S's. Oh, gosh. Yes. No, man. Uh, 
Yeah, this is this is what I'm going to have to deal oh. with. You know, you guys, you guys and get to go when, And when is the next show <laughs> of City of Doors? Uh, well, we're we're planning on recording a bonus episode here this week to talk about ReaperCon and all ah. that went on. Uh, and then eventually we'll get to episode 12, the one with the title to be determined. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's always the one with the... Yeah. yeah. We stole that from friends. Uh, we also stole the ditzy roommate character, but uh, we killed that one off. It Aww. happens. But uh, we'll, you know, we'll get to it eventually, as pretty much after Brian recovers from ReaperCon. He, he, he gets about a week and a half hangover from this thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gamer Nation here, the chat room had a pretty decent idea. And, of course, well, actually, you know what? Remind me later. When, when Reaper Brian shows up, this is a question that we should pose to him. Okay. So, remind me. Gamer Nation, chat room, Reaper Brian podcast. Just oh, remember that. Okay. Yeah. I know he's, he's like, great getting, getting food stuffs now. I, I hope he'll be back. Hope, hopefully, you know. I mean, ten, tentacle. Tentacle. I mean, it wasn't brought to him. Crayon. You uh, would think, wouldn't it? Slave bikinis. Uh, you, yeah, you would think. Uh, yeah. What, what, what all, about all the fan considered. club girls? Yeah. Fan it, girls, you know. Oddly what? enough, the head of the fan club uh, ran off with Reaper Brian's wife. That's that sounded mm, a little dirtier that than I intended. That that sound, sounds, yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure about that, man. Welcome to things that sound dirty that really aren't <laughs> on the Order 66 podcast. Oh my gosh, he was asphyxiated. Yes, we watched as the goalie cleaned his crease. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> That's good. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's fantastic. It's All right. So let's 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 talk Star Wars and let's talk Saga Edition. Let's do. Um, first of, I, 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 I just want, I'm I'm still so in awe of this idea. I want to share it, and I absolutely love it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Reaper, Reaper Kevin, uh, the the master mold maker here, came up with an idea that I am absolutely in love with, and I'm hoping Brian will say yes to it next year. Seeing the extreme success of the bounty on the Red Dragon for Fourth Edition, I want to do something like this, and this is Kevin's idea for Saga: have a bounty hunters guild, yep. where you, a bunch of one-hour crawls or you know delves with a single foe that has a specific CL and certain abilities and is worth a certain number of Reaper bucks, a bounty. And you can either come with your party, you can play pre-gens, or if you dare, you can make your own party, your own characters under specific character creation guidelines. I and, love it. And boom, can you do it? And if you do, guess what? You get Reaper bucks. Boom. You get bounty. I think this is brilliant. And I, I so want to do it. And even if we don't do it at ReaperCon, I just want to... I, I want to do it. I don't care. Like, I... uh-oh, the genesis of D twenty radio swag bucks. Swag bucks. I I will give whoever takes out that bounding character three hundred and twenty hov points. Hov <laughs> points points points. Yes, that's like sw- it's like swag dollars sw- swallers. Yeah, swallers. I I will give points swaggers to whoever swallers. takes it out. Those are redeemable for quality hov merchandise. Things that sound dirty but are not. Hoints and swallers. <laughs> wow. Now, how, how, how would you build uh, a target that's a big enough threat without just grabbing Palpatine out of the book? You well, I mean, you Je- I mean Jedi. I mean, Jedi were, were targets for bounty hunters. You know, your spare to fair Jedi apprentice, even, you know, could be worth 100 
But you'd want to let your PCs play a Force-sensitive character or a Jedi. I mean, as a possibility. As a possibility. But also, you want want a decent level cap. I mean, the characters we went in for the Dragon Mm -hmm. was only level 4. Yeah. Because you only have an hour. Yeah. And if everybody hits the table oh, with level God. 15, characters, Dave, we don't what, have enough time. What happens when you have an encounter with six people that are level 12? How long does that encounter take? About four hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. So One-hour time limit. Correct. So one-hour time limit. Can you do it in one hour? So, yeah, you need to do some lower levels. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you... Well, a Jedi Master... No, not a Jedi Master. That'd be pretty tough. Jedi Knight would be, what, CL8? Eh, potentially. Yeah. But uh, you throw in a Master, he would just be have a bounty of, you know... Like, like a grand to be able to do it in that amount of time. Yeah, you you have to find a way to have like four, like like six level fours, kill a CL thirteen, and yeah, it's doable. It could happen. I think it's doable. It's doable. Well, a lot of it's also a matter of the player control to not argue with the GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody uh, knows what their their place is. Rules. Learned. Get in, do the game, do 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 the dang thing, and get out. That's the secret of a delve. Delves are hard, especially for rules lawyers, because oh, they yes. like to argue with the GM. The more time, it's, it's, it's the thing. It's not about whether you're right or wrong. It's about whether you can finish in an hour. And if you don't finish in an hour, guess what? You lose. Mm-hmm. That's. <laughs> I, have, I have a couple good friends who are rules lawyers, and the first time that we ever they ever went through a delve, that sucked. Yep. That's a. What, why? Why did that suck? That was a lot of fun. Because no, 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 no. you did what he was talking about. Who cares? It's like well, we we lost. Well, yeah, it's because you wouldn't shut up. Yeah, dork. If you just gone with it and moved on, we could have we could have we could have gotten through it. What did you say? That sucked. Uh. Rules lawyer. Next year, you want to go to the delve again? No. You know, rules lawyer is just an anagram for bastard. So you know, that's just the way it is. I want to go play Hackmaster. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, I play Final uh, Fantasy. Have you seen the new Final Fantasy pen and paper RPG? It's incredible. Yeah. We th- obviously he knows what I'm talking about here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, okay, I, I'm in love with the idea for Star Wars. Okay, so talk to me about the Star Wars games we played. Now, Bradshaw, Chance, you had uh, a game last night with GM Cat. Yes. Uh, obviously, co-host of uh, Game On, uh, much much lauded and loved. Um, and uh, talk to us about the game. How did it go, man? And it was a late module. It was a late module. It uh, was a little windy in the area we had to play in, which was <laughs> rather amusing, too. We're in a warehouse. How is it windy? AC van. That's all I can say. Hey, you I, know it was what? The this, coldest room in the place. This happened during our live show. By the way, the recorded uh, output of the live show where we recorded uh, GM Chris's Star Wars Saga Edition game that was being run here at um, at Reaper is available on the UStream site as a recorded thing in like five chunks because we kept losing the signal. But Anyway, yeah, I, w- I was in there when that thing kicked in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, where did the wind come from? And that has a vent that actually, like, channels it. We didn't have one, so it's just straight down, right in the middle of the table. Miniatures are moving. It, it was amazing. Well, how, how was the experience aside from that? Oh, yeah. Besides the environment, Cat did a wonderful job. Uh, the adventure itself was didn't drag you along by your, by, by your cheek through the whole thing, there was a little bit of Robo Rally in there with some conveyor belts. Very music. nice, excellent for the Wookiee that was wearing uh, some armor and slowed him down quite a bit. He was still able to get around everywhere. Um, I, I think the overall the experience, the players had a great time. Cat uh, seemed to have a blast. Um, now, in an unguarded moment, fan. did Cat address the sexual tension between her and Fiddleback? Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm just wondering. They've got a whole moonlighting thing going on. Gotta love. Yeah, my yeah. Podcaster. We we know we know. I mean, wow. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Fiddleback answer that. All right, Fiddleback, you're in the chat room there, buddy. No, he he says, "Hey, hey," is all he said. All right. So uh, <laughs> there you go. 
Oh, oh my gosh, the entire chat room now is telling Brian to spill it. So beautiful. <laughs> Way to go, Bob. That's what I do. It's, it's, it's a thing. I'm on the network. It's his thing. It's what he does. I know. It's unbelievable. Will that be part of that 12 episode In 12 podcast? Probably. Spill Probably. Yes. Now you finally get some listeners. Excellent. I don't know. It's, it'll be weird. In a world we'll, where people we might break into the open their mouths. <laughs> In a world where people open their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, episode 100 and whatever, worst show ever. I want you guys to get more episodes. I know you had a hiatus for a while, but it we was did. like... We did. We're, we're, it was we, a holiday uh, hiatus. It was, it was a holiday hiatus, but it, it's, it was a, it's it was, a good show. You well, need thank to you. start doing more of it. We're, we, uh, Brian describes it as we record when we have material and time. We've got plenty of material. It's just time. So. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. And, uh, but I would, I would love to get us on a more regular schedule. Yeah. But... Uh, Okay, we talked about Cat's Game. Let's talk about yours. Okay, well, your wife, Steph, documentary girl, she played in two of my sessions. I ran two games of uh, the module I wrote for last year's ReaperCon, The Secret of the Curly and Kite Hawk, and then two sessions of the sequel, uh, The Treasure of Abin Moore, um, of which I know, Chance, you played in the, in the, in the cherry-popping of that module. I'd never, yeah. Oh, I, I'd my! Not, I did not have the chance to run it before, so it was rather rough. Um, I get the official playtester badge. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's fun. Rough. Um, <clears throat> so very, very nice. But uh, and I'm trying to think. I was you, in the second. You one. were in the second one as well in uh, the evening slot. Yes, the late evening. So that was that was after it had been tested and was a tested. a might a might bit better. Um, and I think did you play Secret of Kite Hawk last year? No, no. I okay. still have not had a chance to to play the Secret of the Krilling Kite Hawk. So you've watched episode two, but not episode one. How do you how do you you know how do you sleep at night? I, I'm okay with it because I feel like it's I right. know the secret of the Krilling Kite Hawk. It's yeah, made probably. of cheese. Yeah. yeah. Cheese. Gouda. Yeah. He hasn't got, actually got to go back and see it, but I got to see him out of order like that. That's true. It's, it's typical George yeah. Lucas fashion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with that. Because so, I played number two yesterday and yeah, number one yeah. this morning. That's right. So now, Hop, what do you, how do you feel about getting GM Chance's sloppy seconds? I'm okay with it. All right. Because um, we know yeah. he stretched it out, and you, you, know, you came back in. And I, was, I was the Wookiee. Well, how many of us here are really <laughs> with their first module? Uh, yeah, it's, well, you know, your, your first yeah, module yeah, is, never, is never your best. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah you're true. It's, that's true. You know, it's after that. It's very, you know. Well, actually, it's a little bit better. I was a scoundrel in that one. So. Okay. Oh, the the okay. Wookiee oh, didn't stand a chance. A scruffy-looking nerf yeah. right there. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so, okay, so talk, to me about, uh, talk to me about the adventure chance that you played this morning, um, which was obviously the first one. Um, what, I mean, what did you think of it? And don't, you know, pretend I'm not here. Pretend you're not here. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, the guy running the show, uh, uh, no. No, it was, it was a good, great adventure. Even having known a lot of the details ahead of time, uh, playing dumb through part of it, well, I'm part blonde, so that right. comes easy for me. Uh, the, actually, three of us had played in the second module the day before, so there were several of us playing dumb. It was a good adventure. It, 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 I could see where everything kind of fit into place from the second module. The uh, space battle was, was a blast. Um, oh, wait a minute. I'm getting, you're I'm the, getting you're the two the, mixed you're up. The second one. It's all blending together. See? Now. Look at that. It's just one giant movie. That's what happens. That's good. Yes. That's good. Okay, well, you, both of you played in the second module. Yes. Okay. And the space battle, pretty, pretty fun. Love mm-hmm. the space battle. Uh, I... For a bunch of people who hadn't done a whole lot of space combat, uh, it went very smoothly. And that's the thing. I, I mean, I, a lot of people are really intimidated by space oh, combat they were. in Saga. They're yeah. like, we're doing what? Oh, i got to read from another card. What, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, 
just like you would normally play. Keep going. It's like, yeah, it's just the same, you know, and it, it, it's pretty simple. I had a few moments of just sheer awesomeness that I was absolutely in love with. So yesterday afternoon when you played the Wookiee, you had this moment of just sheer epicness that I, I thought was incredible. It's like there's and oh, you, you 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 recall the scene where there's a fight basically on an air tram yes. that is hurling out of control. It, it's one of my favorite encounters ever. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Um, so at one point, an explosive device starts to separate the train cars. Okay. And this usually happens when you've got half the party on one side and half the party on the back end of the train. And uh, the train cars are, of course, bound together by binder c- power couplings, which, uh, due to the explosion, slowly start to separate. And round by round, they get a little bit further apart, a little bit further apart, until they get about three squares apart. Then it snaps, and half the train falls to its doom. So, the Wookiee that you're playing... Actually, I was a scoundrel. The Wookie, no, you were the scoundrel, that's right! The Wookiee fell, the Wookie, trying to the get Wookie across. The Wookiee fell to a one-square jump, and he, he like rolled a nat one and fell. Oh. And Saved himself with a climb check. Wookiees are excellent climbers. Of course they are. Grabs a hold of the bottom of the train. <laughs> so he's dangling as this, the speeder's blasting through the, through, through the air. Me, the scoundrel, I'm on the roof. Because he's a Wookiee. I just, I've got to be in odd places. Uh, bound by a uh, grappling spike launcher, uh, or liquid cable and a grappling liquid hook. Liquid cable grappling hook. You threw it up there. That's right. Had a little bit of a pendulum action. I'm looking at it going, hey, I have an idea. Okay, my turn. I was like, GM Chance is what I want to do. I'm going to swing I'm down. Chris. I'm Jim Chris. Yes. I'm, I'm having an identity crisis. It's yeah. okay. It's, you just want to be me. I get it. Yeah. So I swing down. I want to grab the Wookiee. Hop, you want to go somewhere else while they have and their little love fest? sliding up. And crash Actually, through the train window to get oh, back ooh. inside where the bad guys were. Yes, and it was utterly epic. He's like, so yeah, it's like I want to. And I'm thinking to myself, this this physically cannot work. That's what was. And I will admit, the first thought that went through my mind: No, he can't. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have the abilities or feats to do this. He wants to swing down like a pendulum and grab this other character that weighs twice as much as him, and then swing back up and crash through a window and say, "I'm like, no, he can't." Wait a minute, what the hell am I thinking? Yeah, of course he can do that. If you sure, it's Star Wars. Of course he can do it. Okay, okay. And I said, uh, yeah, all right, man, but it's going to take a hell of an athletics check, or well, acrobatics check. Acrobatics check. It would take one heck of an acrobatics check. And how did I respond? He rolled a natural 20. Dude. And the table had a collective, oh. This was, 31 yeah, this was yesterday? This was yesterday. Yes. Dude. 31, 31 acrobatics check, and you know, you swung down, you got the Wookiee, book, book, you guys both crashed through the front window train, you know, the side that was stable. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Did, did you do the Tarzan yell while you were at it? No, oh, the Wookiee should have. Of course, have. see, you have to do that. The Wookiee yes. should have, I think. Yes. Yeah. Was, I think oh, he was yeah. just shocked that the little scoundrel grabbed him by the cuff and yanked him along. <laughs> Probably so. Most likely, yes. I'm so glad you didn't ask for a strength check. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that would have been great. My, I think my, my other favorite moments were um, neither, neither party was truly fooled uh, at all during the module, and you're really not supposed to. It's, they're very pulpy. Um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, I, I, I'm, in the, I'm drawing in a lot of Maltese Falcon, uh, you know, uh, African Queen, you know, kind of a treasure of the Sierra Madre sort of, you know, pulp feel into these models intentionally. And the plots are very bare, and you're supposed to know that they're bare. And it's part of the intent. And so y- when the big reveal comes for the big bad evil guy in the second module, yeah, it's not a surprise to anyone. It was like, oh, yeah, called it. Called it. Um, but spoiler alert, if you're going to play this module at any point in time, stop listening. Yes. Now. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the big bad evil guy. Well, why did we thank him? Because they're not listening now. Well, no. Yeah, good point. Yeah, screw you. Um, 
Um, so, yeah. so the big the big bad evil guy is uh, noble scoundrel crime lord. Okay, mm-hmm. with uh, some pretty disgusting abilities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> having been victim to them, yes. Um, not, not the least of which is that uh, impel ally two. Um, and this new crime lord talent on top of that, basically, as a swift action, he can give one of his allies a standard or a move, and if they use it to attack, they can re-roll and take the better result. Oh. All right? Oh. Ouch. And it's a huge palace with just him, and he's a, he's a slaver, okay? And just him and his slave girls. That's it. And you guys encountered them, what, and they're... Nine of them? Okay, when, when, I, when I ran it for you... There were seven. I scaled it back to five for the second. He, he didn't think anybody else could handle it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. They creeped me out. The slave girls. They, they, they were. Yeah. They, they were like these little slave lay girls, and they had these little slave collars on and stuff like that. And and they're you know like you know it's it's okay. We're here to help you. Take us to your boss. We will kill him. And they gladly showed the way. They gladly showed the way. And then you know they were like you know martial arts masters. Every single one of them proceeded to completely. I'm dis- surprised. Were you surprised? They creeped me out. Because they didn't talk. So yeah. They creeped me out because they didn't talk. So I was like, I played uh, the Rodian Sniper as paranoid throughout the whole thing. It w- that was extremely funny, by the way. Yes. Uh, but, well, dude, you got, you got kicked in the throat. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tell you this much, I love Fade Away. Uh, that's, that is a great ability. But uh, I have to ask, did you steal a police beater? Yes, we did. They did. They actually thought of that. Nice. No. That, that was the best part. One of the skill challenges in this module was um, when they go to meet a contact that they discover he's been murdered. Okay. Well, smoking hole, right? It, sm- clearing out. Clearing out, right? Well, both parties were wise enough to say, you know what? We're just not going to all go in there. We're going to leave a couple people staked out to watch and make sure everything's hunky-dory. And they do. And inside, as the interior group is investigating and they see this guy who's dead, all of a sudden the cops show up. Yeah. All right. Local security force. It's like this big police van. And they, all the cops get out and go inside. You're under arrest. And the skill challenge, and there's several ways to do it, is to get away from the cops, either by talking your way out or by running. Okay. And because there's two, uh, one or two players outside in both instances, it's like, wow, what are we going to do? Hey, is the police cruiser empty? Uh, well, yeah. What, you mean they didn't leave anyone with it? No, they, they ran inside. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and in both instances, it was, it was, the, it was the Rodian. Both times. A <laughs> little, vars- little varsity blues action. Little varsity blues, I'm yeah. going to jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> he, he gunned it up, stuck his arm out the window and went, Ooh! <laughs> Lights flashing the whole way. <laughs> Actually, it was the Wookiee who was driving, and, and I had the Rodian in the back throwing that's stuff out. Oh, that's right. The Rodian, the Rodian because, because three of the cops inside started running after the cruiser, and the Rodian's in the back, and he's like, All right, um, okay, uh, uh, I'm like, I want to start throwing stuff out to make it difficult for them to catch us. Like, is there equipment in the back? Sure. Um, what skill check for this do you want to call? Oh, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, acrobatics, you know, uh, like, or maybe a ranged attack. I'm like, uh, okay. Well, we'll make it. We'll, we'll make it work. You know, you set the DC, and you just you go for it because it's creative and fun. Yeah. Um, God, that was fun. That was that was, fun. That was absolutely fun. I was the one. I had the Rodian sniper end up on the roof of the train, so it was good. Yeah. It, you, see, you see a train? Of course, you're going to run across the roof. You're not going to. Of course, it doesn't matter if it's going 200 kilometers Nat- an hour yeah, at night. You, I mean, everybody raining. does it. I, I will yeah, say this: cinematic, um, right? Exactly. You use the tiles from Christopher West. Yes, uh, uh, Chris, yes, I use Chris West oh map tiles. Oh my goodness, they were beautiful. Yes. Um, Chris, Chris West map tiles uh, made that training counter. And we, we do need one thing, though. Hmm. Chris, we need roof tiles. 
Yeah, train dude. roof tiles. We need required. we need roof tiles for the trains. Um, I I'm just I'm throwing that out there, Chris. Just letting you know. Just if you're listening, make okay. it happen. I it happen. smell another Kickstarter. Oh yes! By the we way, we forgot to mention this. We forgot to mention this during news. I've pledged. I've already pledged money. I Me don't too. know. You have. You have to. Yep. I got three um, coming. I'm a bad person. I haven't pledged. Yet. Okay. Do you know what we're talking about, though? Right? I'm about to. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Chris West, obviously map maker extraordinaire, has completed this new map, and you've seen it. I think. <laughs> I think it's his best work ever, far and away. Okay. It is an incredible map, but much like Gary Starley did with his early version of E20. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think Gary convinced Chris to do this. He was like, you know, hey, we're going to do Kickstarter. So basically, he set a goal of $2,500. And I think there's about uh, 15 days or so left. Something this. like that. And they're so, all two-thirds of the way there now? I think it's like half to two-thirds of the way there. Basically, if he can raise $2,500, then he'll print it. If he doesn't, you don't pay anything, and it doesn't get printed. Um, but so for 14 bucks, You get the new Mass Transit 2 map. Yeah. Both uh, double-sided. And that's, I believe that includes shipping. I, I could not confirm nor deny. Okay. I would imagine it does. If you know the Kickstarter thing is usually you get this, you get this if you it's donate this. Yeah, yeah, and so it's you wouldn't have included. to pay shipping. Yeah. So for fourteen bucks, you get the map. Like for like twenty-eight bucks, you get two maps, like that one and one of your choice. And then it just the awards went up and up and up. And like like if you donated like a grand, you would get like a whole bunch of maps and like a bunch of personalized printed glossies, all signed by him. And actually, what you're getting is he will make your map. That's right. He will design and make the map. He will you design desire. and make a map for you. And uh, I think it was the first person to pledge $150 gets all the hook, kit and caboodle stuff plus a signed copy of Starships of the Galaxy. Oh. Yes, which is impossible to find. Yeah. Um, impossible. And, and oh, and just recently, because things were going so well, he is now giving. It originally, originally, this was only supplied to the $1,000 uh, devotee. Anyone, even if you only get 14 bucks, is going to get a PDF copy of the map. Nice. Wonderful. Hey, that's cool. Because people seem to really want it. And yeah. he's like, well, okay, you want it? I'll make it. Hey, we do a lot of digital stuff these days. We do a lot of digital yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it's very low cost. It's, you know. Yeah, so um, you guys need to get to mapsofmastery.com right now. You need to check this out. Right you away. Need, you need to support Chris West. 14 bucks to get a double-sided map for minis or RPG play. Go now. We'll wait. Go. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> I said that with such a conviction. You thought there was actually a word from our sponsors. I really did. I tell you what, we will stop down for just a second, and we will listen to the dusky dulcets of Alex Vandy and Trevor C. Fragments from the Rim. This is number fifty. Welcome, Jedi Masters, to Fragments from the Rim. How may we be of service to you today? Hi, this is Alex and Trevor. This is segment number fifty of Fragments from the Rim. For this segment, I've chosen a feat from the Galaxy of Intrigue book, entitled Master of Disguise. You'll find it on page 28. It has prerequisites of being trained in the deception scale and a charisma of 13, which makes sense given what it's about. Its benefit is this. You gain a plus 5 insight bonus to your deception check when creating a deceptive appearance or forged document. In addition, you can rush the process by taking a penalty of minus 2 to the deception check. Normally, you take a minus 10 when you're going to rush. This is one awfully useful feat for the right kind of player. It's an insight bonus. So, you can have your skill focus, competence bonus, in addition to this. So, you take, you're trained in it for plus 5. You've got your skill focus for another plus 5. You take this feat for a plus 5. You're sitting at plus 15 before you include any charisma bonuses 
or your level bonus. That's a lot. Now, it only applies to deceptive appearance or forged document, but boy, could you use this in a lot of interesting and creative ways to pull the wool over some players or NPCs' eyes. A very interesting talent that I'm tempted to use sometime. Over to you, Trevor. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the Halt feat, found on page 26 of Unknown Region. When making an attack of opportunity, you can stop an enemy in its tracks. Your prerequisites are trip, weapon focus, and weapon proficiency, plus a base attack bonus of plus 8. So you got to be pretty high level for this to work. If you hit with an attack of opportunity against an enemy of one up to one size larger than you, compare the same die roll against the target's grapple check. If the die roll succeeds against the grapple check, the target immediately halts all movement and falls prone in its current square. The target can spend any remaining actions normally. If your attack exceeds the target's damage threshold, the target loses any remaining actions and ends its turn immediately, applying damage normally to the target regardless of the results of this feat. And this can also be used to stop a charge. I think this is awesome. I like the, I like the fact that it's a high-level thing, so it's got to be pretty high, high up there. So in my case, I'd give it to one of my BBGs, so that if the party's used to having a lot of mobility, especially if they're a melee fighter, getting in and around, you know, put this bad guy in the middle of them, and then when they try to run away or do anything that would provoke an act of opportunity, he's knocking them down. And if he hits them hard enough, they're losing all their opportunities. And I think you can't give this to just any run-in-the-mill soldier, but I think for a heavy-duty uh, big bad evil guy, it would be a great way of again, affecting the mobility of the combat. As I have said many times, Combat in Star Wars Saga Edition is heavily reliant on mobility, which makes perfect sense because it's more realistic, for lack of a better phrase. And therefore, anything that either augments or manipulates that movement adds more dynamism to the game and to the play and to the storytelling and to the overall effect in combat. Anyways, if you have any questions or comments, please uh, send Alex or I an email at order66 underscore fragments at rogers.com. And until next time, have fun gaming. Thank you, Masters, for visiting Fragments from the Rim. As usual, thank you very much to Alex and Trevor, Fragments from the Rim. Very nice. You guys, number 50. That's something 50. else. 50. 50. That, that's a substantial number. It is a substantial number. 50 freaking episodes, man. City Adore should put out their 50th episode sometime in 2035. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. Based on prior... But you will get there before the 50th episode. Never mind. I was... was, You know, the podcast is already pod-faded. There's no reason to just drag them through the dirt anymore. We'll get there before Department 7. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Department 7 Cinematic Attic, meanwhile. Cinematic Attic was the one I was going for, yeah. Meanwhile's well, no, mean, meanwhile's not dead. I know I know, I know. Joe dead. said, you know, that his last episode, but then he's like, you know what, we're going to come back for the occasional, and that's 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 good. The occasional occasional. The occasional, the, really the occasional occasional. We, yeah. We described it on episode 11 as they'll be coming out with City of Doors regularity. Well, then, the, you know, uh, Dungeon Master's Keep. Dungeon Master's Keep. Uh, uh, actually, Dungeon Master's Keep is... That's why there's no longer 22 shows on the network. Because Dungeon Master's Keep, uh, the uh, remember that one that that came up for that TV Fla- show that got forward, yeah. yeah flash forward and then that TV show got canceled. So kind of hard to do a podcast. Kind of hard to do a podcast TV when your show. TV show gets canceled. Yeah. 
So yeah. uh, it's kind of, so it was like the sister cast to Tweeko cast. Tweeko cast. Tweeko cast. Another, another cast another, that we'll never another, see. Fifteen another episodes. One that will be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. We can go this, over D twenty radios online. Yeah. We can go uh, the post mortem of all these D twenty radio shows that have <laughs> been birth and abortion. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Do we need the BBC You're Catholic. Sounder? What? I, I am Catholic, but, um, you know, I have these. Let's not go there. I'm just, I'm just going to say it's wrong and move on. I, okay? have, uh, I, I have certain misgivings with my own religion. That's I, oh, all I was going to say. Well, you know, some of us don't share that view, Dave. So. Well, some of us do. I have, That's I, it. I'm leaving. I'm leaving the show. I'm not Catholic. And Show's I have, over. I have That's no it. misgivings Bye. about your religion. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay, so the Star Wars games went great. Okay. Talk, talk to us about some of the other events that were going on here. Some of the other stuff that you guys that you guys took part in at the con. Um, <clears throat> what did you? Okay, so my first experience out here because yeah. when I got here, I didn't have anything purchased for Friday, yeah. but I knew I'd be here. I was like, ah, oh, we'll see what happens. It's yeah. a con. Something cool will drag me in. Warlord in Wonderland. <laughs> Warlord in Wonderland. Talk, tell, tell us. Wow. Okay, I need tell to know about Tell this, us about Warlord in Wonderland. So, yeah, so you walk into the asylum, the store here at Reapers Facilities. And they have a chessboard. Oh, and then I saw this coming okay. out. And there's random things. There's a mushroom field, the tea, uh, Mad Hatter's tea party. All these 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 scenes from Alice. Wonder. Scenes from Alice in Wonderland. And and I just got back from you know the Sandy Wasteland. So that's the first 3D movie I got to see. Was Alice in Wonderland. So it was very like in rooming 3D. It was very cool. Yeah, sorry, I've just wow. I've, I've got a problem with the 3D. Hey, since we're plugged into this thing, wow. can you do the whole uh, God voice? Uh, I believe that we can all do the God voice. Oh, wow! That's just that's amazing. And yes, I'm utterly blown away. It's the Lord, Noah. It's the Lord. You you must build it up. You shall not pass. Okay. Concession Thanks. stands are now open. Oh, wait. Oh, here, here you go. Go ahead. Concession stands are now open. <laughs> you had to go with that, right? Now. Yeah. Now batting. Oh, see? Oh, here we go again. Now batting. Number 37. Manny Mota. Mota. I have no idea if Manny Mota is number 37 or not. I, he, I, it, wow. it, it's fine, dude. Whatever. Uh, you almost sound philosophical. Mildly, but I took the real, the serious wind out of the sails of uh, of this discussion of Warlord and Wonderland. I apologize. Sorry so, about that, dude. Okay, technology so, amazes you, doesn't it? I, I'm in love with technology. I want to have its babies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, he doesn't get to see all you're, my toys very often. There. That's the whole thing. Uh, dude, I never get to see Dave's toys. I'm always in like another house in another city. So anyway, uh, so continue. Uh, Warlord and Wonderland. So you start out as you know either Alice or uh, there was a hedge ninja. I don't even know what part of the movie this is from. Okay. Uh, we had... I, I played a flower. Stan, How the gunslinger. I was a gunslinging flower that ran around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I had a pistol. I shot things. It was great. Pistol, shot things. Got it. Yes. So the object of this game is you go around and you search each of these areas. One of them was a ma uh, hedge maze. You would go around and uh, as long as you moved to certain areas, you could perform a search. You'd roll a d10, and based off the area you were in, would determine how many points you got in your search and what would happen. 
Good things, bad things, nothing at all. After you gathered 15 search points, then you could turn that in for a chess piece. And they are, there's four chess pieces on each side. Now, the, the, your opponent's side of the board is all set up, all red. Then you have, you're trying to get the white pieces. You would roll a d10, and it would determine whether or not you got the pawn or a cooler fig, like a uh, knight or the king or queen, etc. The higher roll, you would actually be able to get what you, you know, a piece that would do some value. Now, the end goal of this is after you've done some searching and dealt with monsters and things like, things like that that would appear, you would get your two chess pieces, you would head for the mirror in the center of the board. You would then take one of your chess pieces and place it on the chess board. And now you're playing chess, but you're playing chess to get across the board, not to win. You don't beat the game by knocking down the king. So this is a miniatures game to acquire chess pieces, which are then used on a chess board to play chess. But not chess. But not chess. But not chess. Checkers. No, you're, you're playing chess moves with the pieces you have. You start in the place where that piece would right. start. But that's like checkers. You're trying to get to the other side. You're right? trying to get to yeah. the other side of the board. Was there and still capturing? Yes. Oh, okay. So you can capture and all that. And, mm-hmm. but your goal and the, the, you just the take nice the thing king, was, right? the more pieces, you, if you sacrificed yourself, say, to take out one of their good pieces for the red side, they didn't get to regenerate, but you did. You get to go uh, back on the board, go search some more, go get another chess piece, come back. Oh. Whoever gets across that chess board first by outmaneuvering wins the very, game. Very, very interesting. That is interesting. And what was it called again? A Warlord, Warlord in Wonderland? in Wonderland. Wonderland. I believe it Wizardland. used the, the Warlord rules in to, for, as far as combat resolution. Because yeah. as you went around the different areas, you would run across a glass bead. If you got within two inches of it, then an event would happen. You'd draw a card. You either get a cool item, or you may call down the Jabberwock on you. Didn't you kill the Jabberwock? No, Froby did. Froby killed the Jabberwock. Froby. Slayed uh, it. Slayed the Jabberwock. With the Vorpal Sword. With the Vorpal Sword. He slayed the Jabberwock with the, the origin of the Vorpal Sword. And here's, the entire etymology of it. Wow. Here's very one impressive. thing that's very amusing. Uh, Froberg went back later to, to, to kill it again. Yeah. That was his only goal. He was eaten. <laughs> <laughs> he walked around the rest of the show with a badge. I was eaten by the Jabberwock. Nice. That's awesome. Like yes, I love it. Okay, so what other events? Uh, uh, what, what events did you take place in? Take also, in? Uh, using uh, in the in the asylum, they have a almost scale model of Reaper. Yeah, that's had, right. Like, he had the entire facility. That is, yeah, I know that is really really cool. And and last year it was zombies, but uh, <laughs> the zombie thing is kind of played out. So this year it was Martians. Martians invaded Reaper. The day the earth nice. stood still. And, and and I'm sorry, zombies are never played out. I'm just saying. Just saying. Please continue. I, I don't, don't want to start do, a whole zombies versus. You can never Martians be too thing. ready for it, a dude, zombie we apocalypse. We should totally start that. We can get on zombies the versus Martians. We, we can get on the internet. So it'll be bigger than pirate versus ninja. I, I think. I think bigger the than alien versus predator. Enemy though is the robot. What? Why? Zombies. Because why? Why? They don't have why? any flesh to beat. Well, I. Oh well. No. Well. Okay, so tell us about well, okay, as a Martians. The Martians attacking is Reaper. That you uh, take the role of Reaper employees in this uh, game, and uh, they're given special abilities based oh. off of uh, the role. Like, for example, do I get to be uh, Reaper Brian? Yes, you could be Reaper oh. Brian, uh, Lord of the Fangirls, and uh, Tasty <laughs> Buffalo Wings. Um, oh, yes, but uh, lots of girls want to taste his buffalo. <laughs> yes, wings, wings. He's 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 so gonna be sorry he missed that. Um, anyway, 
But uh, using the same basic rules, which is uh, the Reaper action game engine, or rage system. Right, which is what Warlord uses. War- which, which is what Warlord yeah. uses, and Reich of the Dead, and... Uh, the other ones that they're developing, like Crisis Point, which is a superhero miniature game. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. And dude, Reich of the Dead. Reich of the so Dead. So much fun. It's yeah. World War II meets zombies. It's awesome. Yes. You, you meets can't... Zombies. Martians. Oh. Actually, they're alien, they're alien zombies. So now we're just getting all twisted up. And, uh, yeah. Wow. But do they eat Martian brains? I don't know. The Martians have brains. Yes, they do. Are you sure? Yes, the ones I'm on. positive. The ones yeah, that the we've met here have. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. They're, they're the ones that we've met. I mean, we ball on their head. And oh, okay. You can uh, see their yeah. brains. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. We, were, uh, we were there. In the Martians' invasion of a Reaper, uh, depending on which Reaper car- uh, employee you're playing, you're going to have an, a special ability. Like, for example, um, I think it's Ed is an accountant, so he's really good with numbers. So, I think he got to re-roll or add things to his rolls. It was a, it's it's an interesting idea. It's fun. It's a a little bit of uh, self-aggrandizing, but uh, of course, you know that's what. If you're going to have your own convention, you got to do that. I mean, do you know what it. Brian's power was? I do not, but I could find out. He got to call a harem. Bolts. He got to call a harem to fight for. He does not need a harem. Okay. I've had to Fair. explain this to him many times. Fair enough. Yes, indeed. Fair enough. So, okay, so obviously that. Well, that uh, what else? What other events? Uh, there was actually another. Company here just demoing some of their games. I saw that they were uh, they were in the back. Uh, Frontline Command is their uh, core system, and uh, they were really good guys. They had uh, Frontline Command, which is a World War II miniature game, mm-hmm. and they had uh, Uber Soldier or something. Yeah, Uber Soldat, which is like uh, German super soldiers. Right. Yeah. And they had American Gangster, which I, I got to play. I like that one. That was a lot of fun. I, yep. heard, I heard it was like fast paced. Yeah, it was very yep. fast paced. It was. Uh, like a three three miniatures against three miniatures. Yep. There's some customization, and I had a lot of fun with it. American gangster. I yeah. think in the fourth leg of the of the recorded episodes for from ReaperCon, there's an interview with those guys. Yeah, it was the uh, Smiths. It was like a whole gang of Smiths. Yes, yeah, so they but they were very nice. They yep. uh, they gave me a demo, and uh, also another favorite of mine is the VCR build off. Oh gosh, that was so fun. I was gravely disappointed though. Well, because because the ADAT didn't win, or the ATST? The, because the ATST. ATNT, actually. I don't remember what that stands for, though. It was beautiful. They didn't network transport or something like that, because it had a big satellite dish. satellite dish. I should go ahead and explain. The VCR build-off is they bring in old VCRs, old DVD players, things like that, smash them to bits, and then from the parts, circuit boards, wires, nuts, bolts inside... Make a vehicle and a rider. Wait, what's a VCR? It's uh, before your time. Ah, ah. Okay. Video but, uh, combat retriever? Something like that. Uh, okay. Video cassette recorder. It was, oh, it was I, I heard about that. Okay, yeah. I heard about that. It was like beta. Yes. And not the beta from Last Starfighter. No. Okay. No. There, there was no Rita, Britana. Britana. I shouted that in the back of the ReaperCon. Did you hear me? Britana. I've, I've, what I've always wanted to do here at ReaperCon is uh, just get on the house mic and see how long it took for them to tackle me off of it. See, next year, next year, I think uh, we'll be if we do a podcast panel, we'll have to have PAs, and so yeah, oh yeah, but we'll. Uh, I spent the rest of uh, ReaperCon chasing after the hoverling while uh, I let my wife take some classes. Yes. 
and play eight hours of Star Wars. She did. She she was blown away. She had never gamed that much at once. So. Hey, but she enjoyed she was, it. It was back to back too. She it did. Was. She did episode one in the morning, episode two in the afternoon. And you know what? What she said when she left? I can't believe I have to wait a year for episode three. Dude, a couple people told me that because the episode two ended on such a well, whoa, cliffhanger. Yes. Whoa. Or a crap. Well, they yeah. haven't they haven't come back yet from when you told them to stop listening previously. So right, yeah, probably not. Uh, I'm not still not going to spoil that. Yeah, they can they can right they can chew it out. Wait, it's okay. Oh, what a beautiful beautiful weekend we had here at Reaper Miniatures. I'm upset Reaper Brian couldn't join us. Yeah, he's too important, but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. You oh. know, a man like that, you don't get a lot of his time. Oh, no, you don't. No. You really don't. He's, he's too busy meeting with the he's president. He's got a wife and nine girlfriends he's got to juggle. That's true. Yeah, that's and that doesn't one. even count the, the women that work up here at Reaper, and some of them are pretty hot. Yeah, and it's like, it's like juggling geese. It doesn't work. No. No, unless you get burnt finger, you know, nipped fingers on occasion. That's I, about it. I juggle geese by their heads. It's not really that hard. J- Dave, you, you, you juggle dead geese by their heads. Well, yeah, they're dead when I'm done with them. Aren't those goslings? Dead goslings? No, that's John Gosling. That's everyone, John. Everyone, yeah, everyone, oh, everyone, everyone yeah those guys. Dead. Everybody. Oh, but who would juggle? Yeah. Uh, Kate juggles them apparently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. GM Chance, as always, sir. It's fantastic to see you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming to Reaper, man. I'm glad you came out. It's been a pleasure. Dude. Dude. Well, this is GM Chris uh, here with uh, my, my good friend, GM Dave. And we want to thank everyone at Reaper for this amazing weekend helping us out and showing us an incredible time in gaming. Everyone here is fantastic. We wish you the best of luck, and we will see you all very shortly on the airwaves. That's right. So for episode 105, everyone who's been a part of this one, we will say until next week. Next week is Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if we're going to have a show. Maybe. Oh, I, I hope we'll have we'll find some time, at least sometime during the weekend. I think so. I know I'm going the week after for business. but Yeah, so am I. So yeah, We'll keep know. you updated. Keep your eyes on the forums. If you guys have any questions for us or comments or concerns regarding the show, you uh, can uh, yes. get to the forums at d20radio.com slash forum. You can give us a call, Dave, where? 206-600-5872 or L-U-S-A. Lusa. You can also email me, GM Chris at GM Chris at d20radio.com. GM Dave at d20radio.com. And when she's listening to the podcast and they're not bitching me out from my inability to run a game because of so much going on in my life, you can uh, email TweetLetGoodness at TweetLetGoodness at d20radio.com. That's right. Uh, and with that, we wish you peace, love, and good gaming. And keep them dice rolling. D20 Radio, where gamers roll www.d20radio.com This podcast and related websites are not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox, or Wizards of the Coast and are intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at starwars.com. The official Wizards of the Coast site can be found at wizards.com. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, D20 logo, D20 system references, all named pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademark and or copyright of Lucasfilm Limited, Wizards of the Coast, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast and its related websites, including graphical, textual, audio, and visual information is the intellectual property of the Order 66 podcast. 